0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Couple of things I just want to complain about. Have nothing to do with sports. Oh, cool. The first of which is this idea that when you book a hotel room, you cannot check in until a certain time. It's the biggest racket. It really is. Now... You, ha- you can't get in, because I have to do a lot of stuff today in the city. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I'm going to stay here. The weather sucks. I'm just going to stay here tonight. But I got all, I you know, the show ends here at 9 o'clock. I'd like to maybe get a little bit of shut-eye before I do yeah. all the stuff I got to do. Right? Can't get into this damn hotel before 3 o'clock. Yeah. But they make you check out at noon. Yes. Now, I know they have to clean these rooms, yep. but you're telling me, there isn't at least a handful of rooms for those who need them during the day that yeah. are paying you this exorbitant amount of money because it's New York City to stay in a place that you can clean quickly and you can't be sold out every single right. day, all day, every day. There's got to be a room there to clean that hasn't been touched since the last time you cleaned it. It's got to be at least you, one. You don't you don't get
2: to spend twenty four hours in the room. It's a huge racket. You're an upwards of $200 plus, and they tell you you can only check in at three and you have to be out by noon. Yes. That's not even full, 24 hours. Just get there
1: early. They'll let you in. No, they won't. I,
2: I was telling them that. That's what they I do. Will. I blow through that. Yeah. I mean, you better have me a room. Oh, I
1: was fighting on the phone with this woman last night. Got to be in person.
2: Yeah. That's I said, place. I
1: got to be in there. I'm mm-hmm. paying you the money. I got to be in there. It's important for me. Uh, no.
2: And what she, she kept saying no.
1: And she said, well, if you show up here at two,
2: Maybe. Oh, oh, that's weak. Maybe. And I said, "What? What do you mean, maybe?" No, do you are you a member of one of the honors programs or something? Nah, no, oh, I don't do enough
1: traveling for oh, that. Okay, that was no honors program. <laughs> I don't even know what this place is. I just just there was a. What, good you close your
2: eyes and pick one? No, it was close and
1: it was a good rate, so I just went with that. Yep. Roach
2: Motel, <laughs> yes. Nudy Fox.
1: Remember that place that I stayed in? That's what you. Oh God, yeah, in what? Dallas. Oh,
2: you are crazy.
1: That was the worst decision <laughs> when we went to the national championship game. We had to pay our well, we had to pay our own way, right? And it was right when we started here, and it was just—I mean, where you were staying, or the places close to the—I stayed at Winford's house. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. right. And but the the because it was last minute and all that stuff. The, they were either exorbitant or sold out. Yep. So I went to some spot that I found on Orbitz or Expedia or something. Chalk lines. I mean, it was, dis- it was just disgusting. <laughs> it was like nothing I've the ever seen. tape. There was somebody sleeping in the elevator, <laughs> drunk, holding a beer. You were gross. When, we went, when I did the show the next day. <laughs> It was it was horrible. There was blood in the uh, room in San Francisco, I believe. Was Was there there something on the floor? Yeah, yeah, there was some. Yeah, there There was was. maybe blood. I it might have been. Really? Yeah, I thought that was that at that hotel, but you might be right. It might have been San Francisco. There was some blood. there. No way. Yeah, it oh, yeah, was, was a nice room. hotel. Not you weren't in this room though, Brian. Um, yeah. I'm glad I wasn't.
2: Yeah, that's when you were peeping through the hole in my room. Well,
1: we we'll were supposed to see if you were ready yeah, to do the whatever. show. Yeah. That's what it was.
2: Peeping time.
1: All right, so that I can't stand. Okay, so I'm going to go there. I'm going to say, listen, you got to let me in this room. But you know what they're going to
2: say? We'll hold your bags. Hold your bags. Sir. That's weak, man. Go about the city. I'll give you. There's a restaurant recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> You can go get lunch at uh L-O- You need to tell them who you are. Sloppo over there. You tell them who you are. You tell them I will rip you on WFAN if you don't let me in this room you right can, now.
3: You can enjoy our amenities. We've got <laughs> a, a free Wi-Fi for the guests.
2: <laughs> Nothing's free
3: in the area. If you'd like us to hold the bag and utilize our Wi-Fi and our little snack bar.
2: Yeah, up
1: yours. Let me in the room. <laughs> Jerk, put your foot down, man. When I'm gonna go put you, my foot down. And if I, I'm gonna put my foot down, if that doesn't work, it's gonna end up somewhere else. My foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another thing I can't stand.
2: All right, surge but pricing. These are first world problems, yeah.
1: Surge pricing. Yep. So someone told me a story yesterday that when that bomb went off, that total
2: the port authority here, in New York. skull yes,
1: who tried to blow himself and others up. Yep, he couldn't even do that right. Yep. When, he, when that happened at the Port Authority in New York City, they had Uber because they shut all the trains down and people, it was rush hour, they were surge pricing the hell out of everybody. Oh, wow. After a terrorist, failed terrorist attack, they were surge pricing people. Mm. They said that it would cost something like 50 bucks to go from the Port Authority to here, which is normally like an $18 ride.
2: If that, right.
1: was Yeah, if that, right was $50 they were asking for. I mean, what type of garbage is that? That's whack. And airlines, too, with the surge pricing. Yep. Airline tickets should be whatever the ticket is. You can't tell me as we get closer in the supply and demand, you're going to just start killing people on the price? <laughs> can't do that. Surge pricing, another thing I can't stand.
2: You so, good? Got both those off your chest? Is that third? Anything else? Not right now. I mean, well, maybe that is three because they didn't salt the roads where you live. That's right. Uh, we started with that. Yeah, yeah that's right. fine. That's all I got now.
1: Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so cool. I just wanted to yell about those because in the break you go to me. We want to do RG3? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: said no. He'll drop you into Greece, America. I'm he, about will to d- in Greece. he will drop you Damn RG3. He will. What do you want Every to say about time. RG3? Go no, ahead. Sir, that was your producer's idea.
1: <laughs> he said it to me. I was trying to help you. Maybe you liked it. I don't know. We haven't communicated and talked about the show in three years, Brian. But, I, but, maybe but. we did like it. Oh, no. You are covered. You are. Slide, a, slide away. Chin deep in grease
2: right now. I am a fried turkey. Yeah, you, you really are. Hope you use peanut oil. <laughs> well, if people are
1: confused what we're talking about. Uh Brian was just as the show was going on just crossing out stuff he didn't want to talk about. So I said, Alright, if you're gonna do that, then you gotta come up with the topics we are gonna talk about. You can't you can't put me, paint me in a corner, and make me fight out of it. <laughs> which I just did with complaining about some stuff, which is my <laughs> go to. But I really was annoyed about those things yesterday. Um Rightfully so. Yeah. That's right. I'm with you. Call the hotel right now, Mike.
2: Yeah, Mike. That's um, what they say. On
1: behalf of we need to do this. your guest. Yeah. I Actually need, don't I need some information. No, 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 actually Where don't. You be, why not? Because Mike's terrible at those things. Like, he's not good at...
0: You're you not would good not be at, a good personal I, assistant. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: I got us in early to the hotel when we had to... Why did we have to stay here? Probably for snow when we got in early. And I got us a uh, bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you're not a good haggler. Are you a good haggler? Yeah. I have to be in person for it to work. Okay. Really? So You said you're not good at it either. No, I every, every time I'm on the phone... And I go and I call up and, and really am angry about something. And then they go, well, uh, there's just nothing we can do. I go, oh, okay. It can't hurt Sorry. to try. Oh, I'm great at it. Yeah, but I, I, well, you are. You're also an intimidating dude. I, over the phone? Yeah. Uh-huh. Intimidating? Your voice. Oh. You're loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would be
2: scared of you. I don't yell at them. Well, sometimes. sometimes
3: I just, sometimes. I don't know what it
2: is. I don't. Sir, stop yelling at me, please. Right. I'm sorry. Just talk loud, especially when I'm angry and I feel like I'm getting horrible customer service. You don't want to get personal to <laughs> p- <laughs> you when you first make y'all those calls. Y'all messed up. Y'all messed up a perfectly good yoga session that day with that interview. I came straight out of yoga, rushed home to do that interview, and you punks got me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah we did. Just get you. messed up my chi. I'm proud of my record. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss off. <all laughs>
1: Proud of my record. <laughs> Boy, did you get angry that day. Yeah. When you try to haggle and you try to get something customer service wise, do you start off with angry Brian or you start off with collegiate Brian?
2: Collegiate. You start I, I try Ryan. to start off with collegiate. Yeah. I try to suppress the anger and start off with Hi, this
1: is Brian Keith yeah. Jones. I would <laughs> like to dispute
2: my bill. <laughs> and by the end of it, <laughs> what'd you say? Huh? Yeah. Uh, uh. Like Verizon, you know, I'm turning off services and stuff. And well, you know, uh, you had a two year contract and it's going to cost you $120. I wanted to throw that router at her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who was that? Mm, That was
1: you. Dang. Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. you reaching into your anger toolbox (laughs) and picking out a stapler to throw. Yeah, that video is available on the G.O. and no, Jones no, Facebook get page. Get rid of that. Yes, it is It's up there.
2: I know it's you, my. So that get ready for that. I was at
1: Austin. <laughs> get ready to play that again. This is how it went, Mike. Right. <laughs> so you call Brian. Brian says hello. Yes. You say, "Good morning, Brian. How are you?"
2: I know it's you, my would be calling me this early no, morning. Yes, no, you did say hi.
1: Sorry, wasn't listening. You say, I, this is Mike. This is Mike, Brian.
2: I know it's you, my <laughs> would be calling me this early morning.
1: <laughs> I know it's you. Who else is going to call me at five in the morning? What? <laughs> oh, where's Do the rest of it? Oh. Oh, there it is.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, where's the rest of it? <laughs>
1: that is a pregnant pause. Yeah. Very long one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, uh, do you want to talk about either Aaron Rodgers or RG3? No, <laughs> hey,
2: no. Nah, I don't like no quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is going to play, and I'm not here to save the day. I'm just here to play, and hopefully, everyone else will elevate their play. Now, we talked to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's one of the dumbest things he's ever said. Yeah.
1: I'm not here to save the yes, Packers. You are. Well, that's exactly what you're doing.
2: That's exactly why they're
1: thrusting you back into action, man. I mean, is he trying to set the bar low? I, mean, I why? believe so. Throw us off the scent. Yeah, it's very odd of him Mm -hmm. to say that he's not coming back to save the team. What are you doing? Are we just coming back because you're bored then? You're coming back because you still have an opportunity to make the postseason. If you make the postseason, maybe you go on a run. Mm -hmm. Maybe you go on a run, maybe you get another Super Bowl. That's why you're coming back, to save the damn team. So, I don't believe that that is his motivation or, I mean, I believe that is his motivation. Anything else you say it
2: is false. And will this inject some confidence into this football team knowing you have your leader back under center? Of course it will. I mean, these guys, they've got another uh, huge pep in their step when they saw uh, Aaron Rodgers back in that huddle as the starting quarterback. Everyone's jacked up.
1: Oh, of course. Especially Jordy Nelson. There was an amber yeah. alert out for him over the last <laughs> several weeks. And he's going to be, you know, the second that Aaron Rodgers back out there, the guy's going to catch 12 balls mm-hmm. for 175 yards and two touchdowns. That's what happens. There you go.
2: Okay. Yeah. What else, Brian? I agree. Uh, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> I'm off at you and your. F- keep that sh- off the video. What, <laughs> what is that? That's you. He's yelling at Mike. Oh, that's when he was trying to—he uh, was trying to inject some body by Basaglia into the pre-show video. That's right. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, you <laughs> sneaky bastard. It really helps the company. <laughs> <laughs> the company.
1: You ever become incorporated? Did you ever Never get an L- LLC? I'd rather not talk about it. Okay. That's right, I guess it's guess some didn't. legal stuff. Oh, some some legal stuff involved.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, you did mention he wanted to say something about RG3 and he, he was getting offers or something. I thought you didn't want to talk about it. No, I don't want to. I Yeah, but you don't have anything else to say, so. How do you know? i mean, Because I just, asked, it. I just asked. I just asked. you didn't you.
2: give me a chance to answer. They started playing drops.
1: Yeah, well, I, j- I did give you of no time patience, to answer. You have no patience, man. Well, I mean, we're on None. live radio. Honestly, we we're entertain live radio. People I was not have to patience it. on live radio. I was about radio. to answer and he played the damn drop. Well, I'm just. So now you see how hard this is. Difficult. How hard right? is what? Difficult to introduce these topics, keep it moving. You, you never really know. I know how hard it is. I've been
2: involved in this show for a long time. Time. Oh, my- not the you the need me to co-host again? You know how hard it is to throw items at people and miss? <laughs> I got <laughs> from a horse a couple years ago. It felt great. Everything that <laughs> Pete has played has got a bleep in it. Every single thing
1: <laughs> has got a bleep in it. Uh, uh, I'm going to get help for that. I, I do want to know why RG3 is being asked about Kirk Cousins' contract and why we should be taking what he's saying seriously. Like, I, 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 yeah. like, so, like, I don't want to hear from this guy. Uh, does well, anybody want to hear from him? RG, I don't want to hear
2: from RG3 him. RG3 was on sports Sunday the other day. He said that he he had some offers last season. He had one offer from the Cardinals, and he felt like it wasn't a legitimate offer because he'd be a four-string quarterback going into camp and didn't think he'd get any real reps. I understand that. And he had an offer from the Baltimore Ravens where they wanted him to come in that week and be the starter in a preseason game against his old team, Washington. And he didn't feel like he'd, he would uh, be able to get Ramped up on the uh, as far as the offensive game plan in that short short uh, time span, so he he uh, didn't take that one, rejected that offer, and, and so he still wants to play and feels like he can help teams play, and we'll see if he gets another shot. But remember, he worked out for the Rams, I believe it was, or the Chargers, and they both said he looked fine, he looked good, but neither team signed him. Yeah,
1: and I think that the fact that he did not have a good relationship with his teammates in Washington is a big part of this too. And there's really – nobody's ever said a really good thing about RG3, the teammate. And that's probably preventing him from getting another opportunity just as much as his fragility and his inability to Mm -hmm. be a successful quarterback. Because if it was like, man, this guy's a real good dude. You know, he got some bad luck. Give him another shot. He's talented. Then he'd be on a roster. But the fact that he was conniving and weird – and off-putting to his teammates, that's why he is on the sidelines well, sitting he, he, this season out. I
2: don't know if those, those characterizations were true his last time out with the Cleveland Browns. It was more so what did they see from him. And I didn't see a lot. I didn't see a big difference from what I'd witnessed his last days there at Washington, for one he didn't know how to get out of harm's way and that's interesting that was the conversation he was having with uh, Michael and Jamel the other day is about talking about how how these quarterbacks should protect themselves dude, this dude, know, he didn't know how to protect himself, why are you asking him that question? Yeah. What I, makes him an authority on how to protect yourself as a quarterback when he couldn't get out of harm's way? Remember
1: just, that slide with Cleveland? Right, uh, tell us what you didn't do so we know what to do <laughs> I guess it probably should have been the question Right all right, coming up next, a Bogus update, and then we attempt to wake up an 82-year-old at 530 <laughs> in the morning. Greg
3: Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Bogus is with us. i Bogus. On a big Demi Lovato kick. Oh, are you? Yeah. Really? There's a couple of songs of hers I like. Yeah, that new song is sexy and she's sexy. And- what,
1: the sorry not yeah. sorry?
3: Yeah, sorry not sorry. That's it's old.
1: Good. Yeah, it's not a new one.
3: It's new to me, okay, guys? You and me. You're so late, dude. Really? Were so Creed. Pack. We're over that. Nickelback. Uh, they were sane. hot at the
2: time. What that? I'm not saying they're
1: hot now. They were. It was that "Cool for the Summer"? She had that song. Demi Lovato. Remember that one? Nope. "Cool for the Summer." Mm-mm. That's all I remember about it.
3: Who cool for another? "Cool for the Summer." <laughs> Is she the one that has like lupus and had a kidney transplant? Or no, or somebody it was else? Selena Gomez. Oh, okay. Mm. Recovering alcoholic. Who's nah, was that was t- Okay, Demi Who? Lovato. Oh, is she? Really? I thought she had some oh drug issues as well. Yeah, she's she been some clean. Stuff going on. Good for her.
1: Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Jam. Yeah. I like nice, Selena nice Gomez's video. music. I'm a I'm a Selena Gomez. I like Selena Gomez. What's she the had one with the? Marshmallow? That's pretty good.
2: Marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Who's Marshmallow? This me. Uh, <laughs> this guy. Is
1: Marshmallow. Mm. It's a well. good song. Yeah, she's got a couple of decent ones out right now. There's one by that Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. And She's great. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, she never. It makes no. Sense. I was going to say she's in the new uh, Pitch Perfect movie. Okay, um, but well, she was in the last one too, right? She was in. Yeah. But I like I like that one. It's out. I, it's, we like pop music here, so get off our backs, people. You know what? She's really Who's good. Who's getting in? on you? Oh, people! Right now are just disgusted yeah. with us. What's wrong with yeah. pop music? Pop music.
3: Uh, it's for dudes. Pop music. Yeah, right. We're supposed, we're supposed to be like Metallica. Yeah, pop, pop, right. pop music.
2: Right. right. Yeah. Why well, right. can't you
3: like it all? Uh, I don't know. You know how people are like it all. Yeah, social norms, mm-hmm. prejudices. bigotry. not let that.
2: Yeah. Don't let that dictate who you are. Uh, you like what you like. We're okay? not.
1: We're not. I was just right. explaining. This is the deal.
2: We like it all.
1: Right. Greg um, and I are going to see Pitch Perfect three this weekend. Yeah, together, holding hands. You are. I'm going to do the popcorn trick with them. You know the popcorn <laughs> trick. <laughs> What's the popcorn? Trick? Fingers crossed. <laughs> I can't. I can't verbalize the popcorn no. trick. We'll show you. Did Warren Sap you this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, it's a matter of fact. He did. He thought it was cute.
2: So, <laughs>
1: what's the popcorn trick? Pleasant <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 you got it now.
2: Did you Google it? No, I just <laughs> finally paid attention. Y'all are nasty. <laughs> Gross.
1: That's what boss, I feel dirty. That's our weekend, Bogus <laughs> and I. pitch Perfect 3 in the popcorn trick.
0: <laughs>
2: that is so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Y'all are sick. <laughs> that is...
3: <Did> <laughs> <I just, laughs> Farts. Oh, you're gonna ah! kill him. You're gonna
2: kill the man. Oh man. man. I could use that when I was wasting my money on ride along. <laughs> oh no. The only thing could have saved
1: me. You took a young lady to ride along?
2: Yeah, my wife.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Your wife. I left her alone. I'll be back to get you. You just left her there? No, I, oh. still, I endured it. Oh man. Yep. It was yeah. a buzzkill. I think taking like movie dates Never made sense to me because you don't talk. Yeah, that's why you do dinner in a movie. Yeah, but still, you do the dinner. dinner a let's go catch the movie. Waste of time. Oh, you have all the if talking at the dinner. If it's a, if you've had many many conversations and you're deep into your dating, sure. Because now you're Mm-mm. just two people trying to figure out what to do
2: with your lives. No man, I used to do that all the time. Hey, let's let's catch a catch dinner in a movie. Yeah, but not Boom. like the first or second date. Yes. No way. Works for me. Yeah. I'm
1: telling I mean, it you. Worked, it worked for you because you were you. No, it just let's do dinner and a movie.
2: Cool. It was done. Mm. But you never so. say It's an hour and a half of sitting in silence. That's fine. Not wrong with silence. You can tell a lot about people with silence or in silence. You don't I, need to talk all no, the time. No, you can't. You can yes, find you can. nothing you out. You talk during dinner. Then you go check
3: out a movie. Yeah. Take her, take her to stepping back. Was that actually in theaters or was that a straight to DVD release? Imagine someone you know?
1: stepping up, going a two for stepping back. Was... I told you
2: that guy recognized
1: me for that movie. Yeah, man.
3: yeah, Abdul. I was
2: like, huh?
1: Well, yeah, it was in the. <laughs> it was <laughs> passed around the black
2: fraternity community. I'm a big hit in the frats, man. Yeah. The brothers. Yeah. Right. That should be required viewing, all those fraternities. <laughs> the, I should I'll never I'm sorry Stop laughing I know you're Bogus. sorry I can't Stop cursing <laughs> It should be required Abdul oh, Smith <laughs> That's some great acting Yeah but... <laughs> <laughs> By whom?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Step back Delman Moore
3: Ticket this sales ain't right.
1: yeah, 319
2: He found Delman <laughs> I father wanted some money for a new project Really? Click Yeah I
1: know Bye. Come on Really? Yeah, well, the the audience uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes is not bad, seventy three percent. What? That's what? Yeah, seventy
2: three. percent See, there you go. Four hundred and thirty people. Y'all dogging my movie. Yeah, seventy three percent. That's a good rating. <laughs> <I> Apologize, <laughs> all of you. I love
1: the the user reviews on IMDb. Good movie if you're into the subculture.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. Get away from
1: me. That was finally
2: had him. He knows life.
1: I guess it has a good message, but it takes too long to get to the point. It gets sidetracked. A lot of pointless scenes that seem to never end. Hmm. For example, the scene when they are in class having a discussion about the different Greek organizations. Again, I warn you, it is low budget. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it was. It took them eight years to make it. <laughs> if you can bear with that and the other painful scenes and the bad acting, it will eventually be sort of entertaining. You
2: are adding that
1: in. There, no, man. Look, uh, you can read it right here. Mm-hmm. It's here, baby. You just need to
3: calm down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, bogus. Uh, well, we're calling Jim Moore in a second, but sports. Yeah, do it. All right, why not? The Houston
3: Rockets <laughs> haven't lost since Chris Paul returned from his knee injury. That's 11 straight victories, plus the one on opening night they got before Paul was injured. So 12 and all altogether when he plays. CP3, 31 points, 11 assists, and last night's 108-96 decision over the Hornets. And the whole world rejoices says James Harden. is a great
2: sight. I think not only the fans and the teammates, but just everybody around the world.
3: Around the world, delighting in Chris Paul playing well. Paul George booed throughout his return to Indy last night. He gets it, but he also thought he repped the Pacers well.
2: I played my hardest, and, and I played hard every night. You know, I, I, I thought I took, you know, what the city was about, and that's being blue-collar. You know, that the sure was, was how I approached the game play every every side of the ball.
3: George scored only 12 points, but got the clinching steal and free throws in the Thunder's 195 victory. Boston's Gordon Hayward is out of a walking boot now, just a small brace on the left ankle he gruesomely injured back on opening night. USA Today says the Baltimore Orioles are inching towards dealing Manny Machado. The organization apparently thinks something might be done by the end of the week. Some consider the White Sox the favorites to get Machado. Thursday night football can't start fast enough. It's the Colts and Broncos And there's seven combined wins in Indy. And how about P.K. Subban? Power play is over. Three minutes plus gone in the second period. Long shot in by P.K. Subban. Deflects
0: off the glove of Nielsen into the net.
3: What a night this has been for P.K. Subban. That's Pete Weber on Predators Radio. Two goals, that one from center ice in a 7-1 Nashville win in Vancouver. Boys. All right, Bogus, thanks. Joining us right now, a man we've been
1: trying to connect with for several years. He has a connection with Brian Jones. Brian loves this man. It is Jim Mora, former NFL coach, of course, Coach Brian with the New Orleans Saints, the Diddly Poo team. Good morning, Mr. Mora. Thanks for joining us. How are you?
0: Good morning, guys. How's it going back in New York? Coach, oh.
2: it is freezing. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> and nice I, here in the desert.
2: <laughs> I, I know. You, you're probably uh, probably getting ready to hit the links or something, are you?
0: Not today. Okay. Tomorrow.
2: How much golf are you getting in these days? About three days a week. Sweet. There you go. That's what keeps you young right there. Uh, Coach, thanks for joining us. It's been a while since I've talked. To you. I think the last time we saw each other was uh, 2011 at the BCS title game. And that was, uh, was it LSU-Bama or was it a Saints guy? I think it was LSU-Bama I ran into LSU-Bama yeah. at
0: the Superdome.
2: Right, right. I ran into you there. And uh, first question I wanted to ask you, you coached a long time. How long did it take for you to get it out of your blood? Or is it, do you still have that same mindset, the coaching mindset, or are you you you're just done with it, knowing that, of course, you're not going to ever be back on the sidelines?
0: I'm. I, I It didn't take too long. I mean, like you said, I I coached a long time, uh, high pressure, you know, Colts, Saints, that type of stuff. I still do some stuff. I still do some things every season a few times a year with WDSU, which is the NBC affiliate in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And when the Saints play a a game on, uh, well, actually, after I finished coaching, I worked for NFL Network for five years, and I worked for Fox Sports Radio for five years. I did a talk show every weekend on fox sports radio saturday and sunday so i did stuff with sports and involving football and i still do some things with wdsu with the saints so i'm not totally out of it but uh it it didn't take me too long to get get you know they say hey this is enough i've done it enough it's been a long time i'm ready to not do it anymore
1: I think that most people, when they think about you, they'll go back to the classic videos of rants after games. Are you comfortable with that being such a big part of your legacy?
0: No, not hmm. entirely. But there's nothing I can do about it, so I just accept it. But, uh, you know, that's I, I, I get the playoff thing a lot from people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> walking down the street, uh, I get letters from people notes from people about it you know but but hey i've accepted it now so it depends what kind of mood i'm in <laughs> well no really if i'm if i'm somewhere and some guy comes up and or i say i'm walking down the street and some guy i hear some guy say playoffs <laughs> And and then it, and if I'm in a bad mood, then it, I might say something back to him. Wow, really? Well, Still... not, yeah, not too bad, but yeah. I might. <laughs> I love it. And if it. I'm in a good mood, or it's a good-looking girl... <laughs> you let it go. And it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs>
2: You have not changed and, and I go back to that because I was a part of that Diddly Poo team. And I always tell folks about you going off and you subsequently uh, resign the, the next day. And I didn't have a problem with it, Coach, because the game could drive you crazy. And I know our team was driving you crazy. And I thought for your health, you probably need to, 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 to step away. And a lot of guys in that locker room were upset. They were so damn upset that they still went out and stunk up to join each and every Sunday. But... I just remember being in a locker room. I tell guys how that was a long, it took the longest to to get dressed because you came in, you yelled at us, and then you left. And you came back in, you threw the laundry bin, and you left. And you came back, you were banging on the Coke machine,
0: and you left. Wait, what are you talking about? I don't remember doing all that stuff. (laughs) I think you're overdoing it, Brian. Coach! You know, over the years, things get bigger and bigger and bigger all the time. And I found this out. I hear some stories from former players that, well, I never remember doing that stuff.
2: Well, that's how incensed you were. you incensed like that, and and rightfully so. Uh, it kind of, uh, you know, jog, jog the, the memory or jars the memory, I should say. Uh, along the lines with what Greg was asking you, uh, you've always been a fiery coach. At, at some point, was there ever uh, an inkling to say, well, maybe I need to temper my approach to how I go about this?
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. You know, I look back at some of my post-game press conferences and I wish I wouldn't have said some of the things that I said I wish that sometimes I, I, I wish I wouldn't have uh, said some things that uh, or, you know to the to the team or to players yeah I, I think about it and I could have handled things a lot different and I think it would have been better if I if I would have but I I didn't you know I lost my cool a little bit and emotions came out and I'm an emotional guy anyway and uh I said some things that I probably shouldn't have said or said them in a way that I shouldn't have said them. So, yeah, I regret some of the stuff I said, especially to the press. Are you at peace but, with you it? You know, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with a lot, especially those New Orleans guys. I, when I go back down there, I see them, and, you know, we've gotten to be pretty friendly, I stay in touch with them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, And, and you know, there's one or two guys that, that I, I had a problem with, and, and most of the national media I had a good relationship with. So I don't, you know, it, it I, I, I... I I didn't hide stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I let it out.
1: Gio and Jones with Jim Moore across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Are you at peace with it now in your life, or do you still think about it a lot? And, and oh, I
0: don't think about it a lot, no. Yeah. What good does it do? It's been a long time. Right. I don't think about it a lot at all, no. I'm yeah. at peace with it, yeah.
1: And, and I the way I read it was, and it's interesting to see you know, the relationship you had with the media. The way I read it was that, that people were more like, wow, he's he's really fired up, and it's entertaining to us as opposed to – man he's being a jerk to us that's that's from from my perspective yeah. was was it more of that or you feel like you really you did, didn't talk to the media well properly? i didn't know
0: but i the, the 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 over the years since i left coaching the when we talk about it when i when i talk about it with people that's the impression i have too the, yeah i know i know some media guys in fact i was talking to a guy a couple weeks ago he's he's still with the media in new orleans and you know, he said, "Hey, you told it like it was and and you 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 didn't hide things. You let us know why you felt." And uh he says, "I I respected that." So I, you know, when I hear stuff like that, then it doesn't bother me as much.
2: Well, I uh, I think I can speak to uh, some of my teammates and I was only with you for a couple years, uh but uh I, we felt the same way and it was refreshing and you didn't just had to guess what was on Coach Moore's mind. He would tell you what was on his his, his mind. So uh, that was refreshing. And you know, growing up in a different era than than now, where some of these uh, uh, these players have thin skin, uh, they couldn't have handled that approach. When you look at the Saints now and the success they're enjoying, of course, starting with that young defense that's finally starting to congeal. Uh, they've gotten much better. What has impressed you about them thus far this season?
0: Well, the, the main thing, the, the big improvement, like you say, is their defense. And I've been following them now and, and doing this thing with them for about eight years, eight seasons. And, you know, a few years after the Super Bowl when when, when uh, Sean Payton got suspended and the defensive coordinator got suspended and their defense stunk, and they've always had a good offensive team. You know, with Drew Brees and the receivers and Sean Payton coaching, basically coaching the offense, They've always been good. They've always been able to score points. I I didn't think their running game was particularly good, but they they struggled defensively. So now that they've got, like you say, a young defense and some talent over there, you know, they're special. I think they're a really good football team. I was at the game last Thursday in Atlanta, and they didn't play particularly well that night, but I've watched them on TV here the last, you know, half of the season, and I, I think they're really good. They're good on defense. They run the ball now. A lot better. That Camara kid's a, a talent, and of course, Drew's his his, his own. His, you know the way he's always always is. They got some good receivers. I think they're a really good football team.
1: Brian always talks about how you gave him one of the highest compliments. What were the the exact words, <laughs> Brian?
0: <laughs> uh, he,
2: he, he, and I'm not sure Coach will remember this, but we were in a team meeting, and he was talking about being in a dark alley, and uh, he said that. Uh, Pointed out two guys that which I was a, one of them, and Lorenzo Neal was the other. And he said he want those two guys with him, and and so yeah, that was pretty cool. Okay, yeah, I
0: always felt you know if I I felt that way about some players that, that I coached. That if I you know had a dark alley and I had a bunch of guys coming after me, if I could pick a couple players that I would like to help me out in that deal, <laughs> uh, those were the guys that I wanted. to. To, to have in that situation. Well, I had another can... one that I I always respected was Ricky Jackson. You yeah, know, he was a tough guy, and I run into Ricky sometimes when I go back to New Orleans. But uh, good man.
2: Yeah. Do you know what he's saying? Because all those years I was around, I still don't know what the hell Ricky was saying. He's speaking that Cajun language or something.
0: I know, I know, he still
2: that way. <laughs> well, you coached some great ones, Coach, and I tell this story I always had. When I was in college, I had the Dome Patrol, that poster hanging up uh, in my, my dorm room, and you had Swilling, and you had Ricky, of course, and Von Johnson and the late Sam Mills. So, and you had Sam even when you were in the USFL, I believe. So yeah. you, you had some, some great ones that you, you coached along the way.
0: Well, we had when I was with the Saints. You know, we most of the time there we had a really good defense because because we had good players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason you, you have success because you have good players. And you know, the dome patrol gets a lot of notoriety and a lot of credit, and they did and, and deserved it. But boy, we had some defensive linemen that were were good players too: Jumpy and Frank mm-hmm. Warren and uh, Jimmy Wilkes and Bruce Clark. Those guys were were special too. Yeah, Wayne Martin. Wayne Martin
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Geo and Jones or Jim Moore on CBS Sports radio Brian always says that he wasn't as committed as he could have been early on in his career and he sometimes looks back on that and wish he had done things differently from a coach's perspective when you see players that you're not getting the full potential out of do you really feel like you can affect that individual or is it ultimately at that level of the NFL up to the individual to figure it out himself?
0: Well, I think a coach can only do so much. I mean, most guys don't change a lot. Now, they do, some, but I've I've felt like that if he's had some problems in college being motivated and things like that, that all of a sudden he comes into the NFL, it's not going to be a big difference, maybe for a year or two, but then he kind of goes back to what he was. But but that's, that's not always true. I don't want to be negative in that respect, but... Uh, you know you can only do so much, and i th- I think the key to be successful is to get those kind of guys that are motivated you know our Dick Vermeil told me once he said the, the the key to having a bunch of uh, a motivated you know the, the key to motivation is to have motivated players you know and that helps a lot you don't have to spend a lot of time jacking them up with with pox and this and that and all these kind of things that if, if you want guys that just get guys that are motivated and you know you, I've always felt like the, the key is to have good people on your team, too. And, and you're, as an NFL coach, you can decide who you want. If, if a guy's a jerk, get rid of him. And, and if he's not motivated, get rid of him. And that's that's all you have to do. Don't have a bunch of jerks on your team. Have good people <laughs> that are self-motivated, that are good players, and then you have success. I think that across the board you can use that logic there.
2: Oh yeah. uh, Coach, we were just discussing the popularity or lack thereof of the NFL currently, a lot of hits off the field, on the field. Uh, how would you categorize the popularity of the league or the health of the league? I should say,
0: I think it's good. I mean, you look at attendance. I've heard that some attendance is down because of the the, the kneels and the not standing up before the game and all that kind of stuff. But I, when I go to these Saints games, or when I watch games on television, or when I talk to people about it, when I read the paper, when I watch TV and what they say, I I think that NFL is is a popular as it's ever been and i don't think you know people people read some things in the paper about nfl players uh, you know and 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 some of these guys are jerks but but i think 95 percent maybe even more i mean they're good guys they want they want to win they want to be successful they want to be coached and uh and and I don't think they are a bunch of prima donnas. People say, oh, it's hard to deal with." you. I bet it was hard to deal with those prima donnas. I didn't. I didn't think so. Don't have prima donnas on your team. <laughs> <laughs> Get
1: rid of them. That's right. That's right. Um, when you look back on your career and you want to feel good and you're sitting around getting nostalgic, what era is the the moment that you go back to the most?
0: Well, you know when when we took when we took over the Saints. The Saints had not had a winning season in about 20 years and they'd been eight and eight, I think a couple of times, but you know, if that first winning season. And then that success that we had early, early uh, in my career at NFL a career with the saints was, was a highlight. I probably didn't appreciate it. I, I probably was a coach, Brian, I don't know, maybe you would think this too, that I never, I never was able to smell the roses, you know, it was always like, we got more to do, uh, boy. That next game is going to be tough. We can't enjoy the last one. Maybe we can for a day or something like that. I, but we had some really good teams in New Orleans, and I had, we had some few, a few good teams in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis hadn't been very good. Then we drafted Peyton, and uh, my first year there, we were three and thirteen with him starting and playing every game. The next year, we're thirteen and three and won, and won the division. So, but boy, it was always like worried about the next game, worried about the next season, those kind of things. I wish as I look back, I wish I would have, you know like I said, smelled the roses a little bit more and enjoyed some of the success we had. But uh I just you know, coaching in the NFL when you and it's like coaching anywhere at any at at, at you know big time levels, when you win it it's fun when when you lose it it sucks basically. You know, it's tough, but uh so winning Winning makes it make winning makes it fun. Losing makes it hard.
2: Yeah. Well, coach, uh, it's a joy to hear your voice and uh, in, enjoy seeing you from time to time on the tube. and doing your your football work, and uh, you were a good one, man. I I, I, I look back on uh, even though we played on some, I was on some bad teams, and we didn't amass a great record. You were you were a good one. You were always honest, and I appreciate that. And and I'm proud to say I played for you.
0: Well, good, and I feel the same way about you. And I've enjoyed being on with you guys.
2: Thanks,
1: thanks for, Coach. Yeah, thanks okay, for the time this day. morning. You okay. too. Jim Mora, former Brian Jones coach, former NFL coach, put some really good stuff there. Yeah. He wants to be in an alley with me. That's right. Still does to this day. <laughs> How about that? A dark alley. <laughs> Coming right back. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter, at Geo
3: and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: It is interesting to think about Jim Mora and how his most of the people that know the name Jim Mora think about his rants, the playoffs mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the diddly-poo rants. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I would have a tough time, to be completely honest, if I were him. That, that most of the things that I'd accomplished in my life, people don't think about. And my anger in those particular moments are the things that people that come first to mind. Well,
2: he, it was so legendary, those rants. And he uh, he was one of the best at doing it. It's like a baseball manager. You, you think of a Earl Weaver uh, and how successful he was as a manager, but you think about those rants as well and other managers uh, in the... In the uh, on the baseball level that were just great at, at, at causing a ruckus when they were, were uh, directing their ire at an umpire. And and that's how Coach Mora was. But he was, as I said to him when we ended that interview, he was a hell of a coach, man. He was an honest broker. That's all you ever want, no matter what your walk in life is. You want someone who's going to be honest with you. And I didn't think... He was that unfair. I just shared a story with you off air about him going off on a a young dude who was on the team, and I thought that was a little unfair. But uh, he was always wired tight, man. We thank Jim Mora this morning for
1: his time, getting up at 5.30 his time to go and talk to us. Also thanks to Mikey B, PD Meats, Bogish, and the big fella, Matt. Oh, that big fella. Big fella, Matt. Oh, okay. Talk to you tomorrow. Geo <laughs> and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.